Hey, it's Lisa Cordoff. Welcome to the podcast where you can expect inspiring, raw, energizing, and transformative conversations with people on the path of personal evolution. I'm here to really live my life. And if you are too, these conversations are just for you. I'm really glad you're here. Enjoy. Well, I'm glad 27 minutes after we <laughs> we started this Zoom call, we've actually decided to press record and have the conversation. Um, Carly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. Is this the first time you've been on the podcast? Yes, it is. <gasps> it is. I'm a long-time listener, big-time fan. <laughs> been around the traps for a little while been, been um, following you for a while Lisa <laughs> following stalking oh yeah yeah massive fan girl stalker <laughs> well part of the team is part of the team what now. you are I yes know. so anyone who's been in in ready for change over the last few years and mm. obviously in live the change knows who the amazing Carly is because um look Actually, was it in small steps? Did you start in small steps? Did you put your hand up in small steps days? To be, or was I, it? Or no, was it I think just, I think Ready for Change had started, but I think okay. I had put my hand up just to say, "Hey, I'm here." Hey. Um, and I, I love the work that you do. I love the impact that you're having on the women that were in the spaces that you were operating in. And if I could be of any help, I wanted to be. I'm like, so I like this girl. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we would be friends in IRL and <laughs> well, you had introduced me you had introduced me to some really fundamental concepts that started to shift me I think it might have been back to you where I was like oh my god Lisa has just been in my head and in my heart and I think that's when I was just like oh yeah she's got something here I need I need to be part of that yeah um, back to you that was such a Great. It is such a great program. It's still available. It just asks yeah. interesting questions when you it are does. ready for, for that. It's a beautiful intro program, um, which I love. Now, but let's talk about you. Um, this is not about me. This is about you. Did you do the first round of Ready for Change? Yes. So 2019. You were, how old were your kids? I think, oh, 2019. Where we are, 2022. So Evie was 18 months. Yeah. Um, and Zeke would have been five. I mean, that's little oh, kids. Oh, hang on, four. Four, four. four. Yeah. yeah, little kids. Okay. Yes. So that's sort, of, that's sort of where you were at. So can yes. you paint us a little bit of a picture of Carly pre-RFC? <laughs> oh, funny. Um, so, <laughs> yes, a very career-oriented woman, um, you know, always quite ambitious. I had the, had small children and just thought I could keep going at the pace that I was going pre-children um, and the wheels were just falling off. Um, wheels were falling off in my home with my partner um, I was, you know, just a very busy mum. So if the kids weren't complying, and I'll say that in inverted commas, if they weren't doing what mummy needed them to do, I was a very cranky mummy. So I'm that's not the mum, the wife, the woman that I wanted to be, and I knew something had to change. So 
So you jumped into RFC and tell me, can you remember some of your original light bulbs? Because, I mean, you go through the program every time um, as a, as a uh, mentor within the program and you support other women and we always just love seeing those first initial yeah. lights go off for people when they're like, what? Yeah, I've been telling myself this all, all these years and it wasn't actually true. Yeah. <clears throat> Can you remember what some of your original light bulbs were or some of those original stories that you sort of then were like oh maybe maybe that's yeah. not true um I think the key the big ones that just started dropping for me originally were just having to having to do everything not actually um you know asking for help mm. always having to carry the load look and that's that's a story that comes up for me <laughs> talking about this before funnily enough but it's it was just that um you know I guess expectations of what women need to do and be in in this world and I just thought that I I could and should be able to to do all the things um and so just recognizing when you know we run through this very very simple process um in ready for change that just allowed me to go oh my god what is that so um I'm trying to just think of a really simple example um which is not coming to my mind right now the, the just, word that I think of when I think of you is uh like I think especially at the start is high functioning like high expectations yeah. for yourself high functioning able to actually take on quite a lot and yeah. and and manage for yeah for the most part um yeah, absolutely. But then, but then it's like, where did that come from? That idea of mm. I can never ask for help, help, or or is it is it weakness to say I'm not coping? Yeah, it's just that I think that asking for help, um, it was always just that I expected that we should like just learning the stories of having to, to do all the things and, and not complain about it. Um, mm. You know, my fa- I come from a family who were always just like, come on, get, get on with it and get over it, basically. Um, and not that I, <laughs> my parents were particularly hard on me, but it was just always the achievement-driven mm. context that I grew mm. up in. Uh, I never... There was a, a story of my sister will love this when she hears it. <laughs> my sister's quite academic. I was quite athletic. Um, so I've always struggled from that perspective. Like I've always felt not smart enough, right? Not good enough, not smart enough from that aspect. So I was always driven by my the ability to be able to achieve and keep stacking things on the plate and deliver. Right. Mm. So that's, I guess, that's where that stuff comes from. Um, yes, so it's funny when you start looking back in history and, and picking up those stories. Well, this is the thing. I think that we all get into this space of this is what life is. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. And we fight really hard for those identities. Um, we see it with women um, when they come into Ready for Change. It's almost it's discombobulating. When you're like, Very well, so, well, so if I've built up this idea of who I am and if I can actually see that's something that was given to me 
or that's something that was shaped by a competition I had with my sister or a story that I created for myself that just because I wasn't like her, I wasn't smart, which is such a narrow view, like that academic view of smartness. But we take that shit on and we're suddenly adults. You are exceptionally good at what you do and and yet this thing this this story persists and and it it plays out in ways that we're not even aware of until we shine a light on it and go oh okay okay so maybe i maybe i know stuff well then who am i if i'm not the dumb underachiever mm. or if i'm not just the sporty one that's it and that is really, really confronting. Really confronting. But the the really, I guess, like the light bulb and the, the ahas that come out of that have then resulted in me becoming a completely different person, taking on a curiosity mindset and an experimental mindset. So there's a there's something that I'm work I'm still working on it, but um, you know, from property. So you know that I'm developing a property, right? So the the years that have gone into me considering wanting to do that and not doing anything um, have always, I think, just been sitting in the background simmering, but just being able to take on that, ah, I am smart enough, I do know things. I, you know, changing that story around, I'm now actually developing my first property and I'm creating a business. It's taking a little bit of time because I keep putting too much on my plate. But it is those stories that keep, you know, what's more important to me. Like you start to build in, um, you know, different stories and different layers that can help support what you want versus what you don't and keeping those things stuck in your brain. Oh, I'm not smart enough to do that. I, can't, I couldn't, couldn't possibly try doing that. I, I would never get there. Well, hang on a minute. If I was able to flip that a little bit and think, well, if I just took this step, I wonder what would happen. If I just made that phone call, don't know. And, and just as you start building the confidence around those little experiments, you start to go, oh. And the universe bends in beautiful ways and starts to show you that you've been keeping yourself in a bit of a pattern for a while and you're like, oh, interesting. I just love all of that. Because it is about being curious and that takes you so much further than that sort of stuck repetitive Sorry. thought pattern. So tell me then now, like Carly in 2022, um, you've just made a pretty big move and, you know, you do have your, you know, you are developing this property and, you know, so much has well, I've seen so much shift for you, but how do you think your life is different now that you know how to spot that stuff that's... Oh, I, I was thinking, you know, where this conversation was going to go today. It's really interesting you ask that because the, the biggest things that I have learned from being in Ready for Change is really about my responsibility and energy. Um. And what comes from that is my emotional, like how do I manage myself emotionally? Like mm. if I'm not being responsible with, with my needs and how I need to show up for my day, 
then my energy is all over the place, which means my emotions are running the show. Mm. So I feel like that's the biggest sort of learnings that, that I've taken from this and changed my life is being able to step back and take that 30,000 foot view of myself and go, what is actually happening here for me? And what do I need to give myself right now in this moment to calm my nervous system? And that has something I've taken into this journey ever since I did Ready for Change because, and it's funny, like different people have picked things up in me, especially in dealing with my children and the level of patience I have um, and just being able to just take that breath and calm down. Um, Now, I still run away with my emotions at times. I'm, I'm, you know, not a special unicorn in any respect, but that has been a fundamental shift, just looking into energy and being responsible for how I want to show up. You know, and and the ripple effects of that is huge Mm. because how do you think that your parenting has changed? Because that was originally what you felt was I'm not showing up as the mum, the wife, the woman that I know that I want to be. Um, So how has it changed? Like give some examples of, I mean, I, mean, I think choosing to, to move your family to yeah. where you've moved them would probably be an example of that. Absolutely. But also you had all of that home learning last year in, yeah. in Sydney and managing all of that sort of stuff. So how do you think, like what do you think the ripple effect of you learning that for yourself has yeah. impacted your family? The, my, I immediately go to the relationship I have with my son who is very much like me, <laughs> extremely energetic little boy. Um, he, I witnessed in him certain elements of my achievement drive uh, and him comparing himself to others in the classroom um, with oh. certain learning. Yeah, so when we were in home learning last year, he, where he was struggling, and there's such a range of, of ch- children and, and abilities in, I think he was, yeah, year one. So. Um, you know, just observing him learning to read and doing all of the, the English lessons, which I still can't even remember some of the tasks we had to do. <laughs> but he, the, the level of frustration and his emotional res- resilience was just really low and so we had to do a lot of work to help him regulate. Um, and because of what I've learned in Ready for Change, I was able to, rather than get in it with him, be able to, to just stand behind him and, and hold him in, in the sense of, just helping him to calm, helping him to to remove himself from that frustration in terms of like he was just saying the anxiety wall comes down for him Mm. Uh, and being able to recognise that and just go, let's go outside and kick the soccer ball around for a little while. Like I would have just sat next to him in the past and gone, come on, let's just get this done, let's just get this done. And there was absolutely times where I did still do that, but being able to recognise that it wasn't working for him and pushing through was not an option. Mm. Um, and being able to just support him and, and stand beside him. It's, it's the same with moving house. Like he was moving away some, with some, sorry, from some beautiful friends that he'd made in, in school and he dug his heels in. Was, I'm not moving. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here. Um, so getting him to start at a new school has been a real challenge. Um, but just, again, being able to... Rather than get embarrassed by the way he behaves at certain times, I've been able to 
to just bring the energy down for him and calm mm. it down. Mm. Um, you know, let's go for a walk on the beach, bud. Let's go and, you know, just to, to pattern interrupt where he was at at the time, just learning those tools has been fundamentally um, a big shift in the relationship that I have with him. And, you know, now we lie in bed together and he'll tell me the stories of the day, um, oh. the, the challenges that he's having rather than just exploding in the moment. So, yeah. That makes me feel actually a little bit teary mm. because that is such a gift to him. You're, and, and, I mean, every single time we, we offer Ready for Change and, and women get all in their heads and I know that some of them are like, well, no, I've got a, like it's selfish for me to do this. It's selfish. Uh, you know, when my kids need this or our family budget needs this, uh, which is all fair enough. There are absolutely, you know, financial Valid reasons. Why, yes, why not to invest? <clears throat> I'd never want to talk, you know, over the top of that. Sometimes I'm like, but this work on you, this understanding yourself, this um, these really simple things that once you hear them, you can't unhear them, can fundamentally change the most important relationships that you have in your life. 100%. And oh. it's always like this is your, the investment that you make in you is also an investment in the people that you love every time. Like yeah. have you ever bought anything to do with your own personal growth or coaching staff or development that has actually meant something worse for the people around you? Absolutely. No, no, absolutely not. Like everything I've learned more about myself than I've been able to you know, implement that in my life and the people around me have benefited, absolutely. My kids absolutely are the, the number one recipients. Recipients, right. Yeah. Like 100%. you should be so proud of yourself for, I mean, talk about pattern interrupt. You basically just got, you were going down a certain path of, of motherhood. You didn't think you had a choice about it. Absolutely. And now you sit with yourself every day and are like, well, yeah. you know, how, which en- what energy am I bringing to this? Where is my yeah. level of responsibility? But, you know, there's also a beautiful thing that happens as women go through this process. <laughs> and it's something we see get asked all the time. And I actually created a, a special bonus training around it was how, um, you know, when when we love people, we want everything to be okay for them and we want to fix all of the things. And, I mean, we can spend a lot of our energy and headspace in there, whereas now it's like, you know, when when Zeke had to, when he dug his heels in, when he was like, I'm not doing this, you're like, well, no, we are, but... I'm also going to allow him to have this. Uh, it's okay for our kids to have big emotions, to have resistance, to um, express themselves in the way, to not be okay sometimes. Yeah. You know, tough 100%. things happen in the schoolyard, in everywhere in, in life. And being able to be centered ourselves in our own bodies, you know, <laughs> and allows us to hold a a space for them and not have to get entangled in it or feel responsible for it in the way that we may be used to. I think that's something really big that starts to happen for women when when they go through Ready for Change. We're like, oh, 
okay, so this is me and this is what I can be responsible for and it's okay for everybody to have their path through life and and for us not to feel responsible for fixing all the things. Even although, you know, especially with kids as young as, mm. as yours, you know, you are responsible for a lot but not taking on that like everything has to be perfect all the time and it's my responsibility yeah. to keep it so vibe. 100%, 100%. And just allow like I I guess <laughs> going back to myself and my achievement like in terms of just I am a, a doer and I would often push through things and that's you know an attitude that can easily be transferred to my my kids um, and not doing that not doing that in the circumstances that we've been in rather than you know just letting him have his moments and go okay it's it's okay mate like let's what can what can I do to help you through this right now and just giving them giving him the space is um has been a massive massive shift for him Mm. he's now starting to recognize in himself um you know what makes him feel good and what helps him calm down you know so it's yeah game changer game changer Game changer. I still, my youngest still refuses to take deep breaths. It doesn't help. Like, oh he does God. do that. Like, <laughs> he does it too, yeah. Literally scientifically uh, think, proven, yeah. but I can't <laughs> convince you that a deep breath in this moment is going to help. It doesn't work for me. <gasps> oh, okay. You'll do something similar and then I'll walk away. I'm just going to give you a few minutes. I'll come back in, in just a minute and I'll you know, be around the corner and then he'll just be like, <sighs> and then I'll come back and he's calmed down. Do you do any deep breaths? No. no. <laughs> so um, something that we always talk about and that, you know, we both personally know is that, you know, stories are also not a, a set and forget. So for people who haven't done Ready for Change, what we do is teach you uh really, really simple four-step process where you can start to put a question mark over some of the stuff that you've been telling yourself. And and ultimately, like what you said before, Carly, craft stories, craft these new stories. If we've made a lot of stuff up in the past, which we have, and we actually want something a little bit different moving forward, then we can get very intentional um, and conscious to what we are telling ourselves that take us that little bit closer you know, in a very curious experimental way. Yes. Um, but it's never, it's not like we're done. That's why people come no. back and do the program time and again because they're like, well, what stories are going to come up for me this time? It's a constant, yep. like peeling layers of an onion. Always another layer. So which stories are you sort of working on at, at the moment if you feel like sharing uh, I think one of the stories that I, I originally started in RFC was with my relationship, and yeah. it's always ones that I come up against today. Um, and there's just things like, you know, if my husband hasn't, you know, I think I remember a funny little thing I used to get really shitty about, which was him wash, not washing the dishes, and I couldn't let it go. You know, it was like, just wash the dishes that the story of if he's not doing the the dishes then he doesn't love me doesn't care doesn't respect that I've had to do all of the things so that was just just a really simple example of certain stories that come up in in relationship and as 
Um, you know, I have learned my of the stories I'm telling myself. I've just asked different questions and started having different conversations with my husband. Because if I had said to you, you don't wash the dishes, does that mean it doesn't, you don't love me? He's going to say, yeah, you've been ridiculous because that's exactly what is happening. Um, and, and countless of the women that we work with, they often have very similar stories, maybe not as to the degree of washing the dishes. <laughs> no. That was just a lot one. of resentment out there. There is. There is. Yeah. But that's the, the power of doing the really simple process is that the resentment that can build up from somebody not doing something and you making it mean something about you mm-hmm. has been insanely fundamental in my relationship and the different stories that come up. Now, as we have deepened um, certain areas of our relationship, um, different stories are coming up there. Um, you know, stories around intimacy and what we want our relationship to look like and how we're showing our children what a, a good relationship looks like. So it, it literally is just peeling those layers back. Um, mm. And, you know, my husband's not, um, he's not the most emotionally open person. Like he doesn't want to come and have all of these deep and meaningful conversations. So it's, you know, where am I, how am I showing up with the energy to help allow him to open and there's a lot of softening and changing together so yeah lots of stories that come up there because you know there's a a lot of that driving behavior that pushing behavior that I've had to work through myself over the years I can see how those areas have come up in my relationship so really you know stepping back and allowing him to step up has been Mm. a really big shift in our relationship you know, not that I was ever, I could never see myself as the woman who was like, well, you're not doing this right. Or when, you know, when he stayed at home with our, with our youngest for a few months when I went back to work a little bit earlier, you know, um, I was never that you, you have to do it this way, my way, you know, or it's not right. But it was interesting to observe how he behaved in that time because he would constantly call me, like, how do I do this? How do I do that? Mm. Which just gave me that, oh, the overfunctioning you mentioned before, mm. like I've literally been in that pattern for such a long time that to be able to step back and allow them to step up has been a huge story in our relationship, you know, oh. because we don't serve the people that we love by doing everything for them. Oh, my goodness. And and we, you know, in so many ways, I remember hearing that phrase, um, learned helplessness, mm. and just thinking, oh, my goodness, I have crafted this situation where, you know, I can remember when Nick used to pack the nappy bag or something yeah. and he'd be like, do you, want, do you want to just check? I'm like, I shouldn't have to check. You should know what goes <laughs> yeah. in there. But, like, of course I was checking all the time and I was also pointing out if you forgot things. Yeah. And... It's like, well, if we're going to be, well, we have to be responsible for that level of like taking it all on, like, you know, that whole thing about treating people how to treat us. And I think what happens is what I see definitely a pattern in in terms of um, relationships, just having worked with so many women over the years, is that something happens in those early years of baby rearing, baby making and toddlers and all of that sort of stuff where women just 
we do get that into that zone of this is what needs to be done. We you know do. everyone's just like needing a little bit of a sleep and, um, you know, whether you're routine or whether you're not, you've got a really good idea of what needs to happen to keep things functioning. And then, and then, so we take on more than we used to, maybe in quite a equal type relationship when everyone, like there were just two people and they were most likely working and then a baby comes along and that those, the, the gender roles change and it just, it completely changes things. There needs to be some sort of a line in the sand moment where it's like, okay, this isn't working anymore. This isn't working for me. I'm feeling resentful or I'm feeling this or I'm feeling that he's yeah. not doing this and blah, 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 blah. But there's something about us coming to that realisation, but something again about being able to bring someone along on that ride in a way yes. that both parties feel like, yeah, this is what we need to do for our family. This isn't a she's being the boss of me. That's right. <laughs> and it's having those conversations that sometimes aren't particularly comfortable. No. Um, and feeling like, I mean, you are either married or with a partner that you've chosen to have children with and you've gone down this pathway together and and. Um, you know, the stories that we create in our head around who's doing what and, and you know, the, the tip for tat, so to speak, conversation yeah. is just, yeah. you know, it, it, it is all bullshit. And when you can actually sit down and have a, a fundamental conversation with the person that you love, that they only want the best for you, you only want the best for them, but we create these cycles of the, of the yeah. BS that we, we in our head. Right. Um, and people sit on conversation. Oh, and they just don't say the words for a long yep. time. And, and yeah. when they do, it's like, oh, I feel so much better. And I've been seen and I've mm. felt like I've been heard. And then connection, which is what so many of the women that we work with are all after, but we're just so, um, we like to, and I, I absolutely do this and I still do this today, but I'm, so much quicker this is why the power of ready for change is just so fundamental is when we start to gain the awareness and we're able to go oh I'm sitting in this again or there's a bit of bs hanging around me here is that true is that not like you just start to toy with it and then you're so much faster at picking things up and uh, able to shift in the moment and it becomes quite a transformational experience like just your daily life um so yeah there's lots of lots of bombs that just keep dropping so um yeah it's been amazing to see you um I would say that uh you've been like the journey to um from a high functioning person and over achiever it's actually really really brave to start to let go a Mm. little bit it's not something that happens straight away and it's not something that a lot of people even like I there's a, a huge amount of resistance because of the story of if I'm not doing this then well then I'm failing because yeah. this is me being successful and sometimes mm. um and I think in, in in many ways I think the whole you know the last few years of COVID and all that sort of stuff. I, I do think many of us are rewriting 
what success looks and oh, feels so like to much. us now. Yeah. Don't you think like we're just, yeah. I think as a society we are, but as yeah. individuals, I just, it's actually a really, really super interesting time to see that. I would just be really interested to know how your, like what you think success is or achieving is these mm. days might have changed. Um, I would have put success in the bucket of, um, you know, the house, the money, the um, always looking the part back then, mm-hmm. you know, to be successful, married, beautiful home, you're financially independent, all of those kinds of things. Now, like those things are still important to me today. I haven't let them go, but my family life, and my relationships are far more important. So how do I want to feel with my children? Do I want to feel tired because I've been overworking and overdoing things? Mm. And do I want them to see that that's how it, how, how success looks for them? Mm. Because, you know, and, and there's still elements like I'll be working because I work from home. Um, I am in a corporate role, but I do work from home and, and I also work for you. So I'm in my office a lot and I'll notice it when my four-and-a-half-year-old comes and lets me know, oh, mummy, you know, it's it's dinner time. You're still in the office. Oh, hang on. Okay. Like one of the big reasons we wanted to move out of the city was so that I could spend more time with them and I could feel like I wanted more connection. I want to go on bike rides in the afternoon after school and I want to take my kids to the beach and all those types of things. So success now to me looks like, more relaxation and mm. more time more time with them because I can you know looking at the success of the past which I still value I can actually like it was the stories you know there's lots of layers again but the stories of time management and when I needed to show up for work have also mm. changed yeah you know, and I think the flexibility like naturally that has organically changed um, in the corporate space, you know, nine to five, show up, be at your office, be seen versus what COVID has really sort of brought into our lives from the aspect of recognising you're juggling all of these different things um, with kids at home, homeschooling, et cetera, that that mentality has changed a lot too. Mm. Um, Some of that I'm seeing that come back in, but for the most part, it's a setting of boundaries and, you know, the stories that I have around work, I'm now able to create better boundaries for myself so that I can sit down, get my work done, and then still create that space for my family that um, is at a time that works for them, not only my workplace. I love that so right. much. And isn't it, though, the power of habits and the power of mm, our brains yeah. that we actually, we move, we completely move locations. We can have all the intention in the world of things feeling and looking and being different. And yet we're like, oh, what, what am I doing still at my computer? Like, because yeah. we'll just, we will, we'll keep doing the same thing yeah. over and over unless we consciously yeah. change. And I, <laughs> you know, and- with, like whether it's your daughter tapping you and going, mom, and you're like, oh, yeah, my yeah. amazing habitual life is trying to keep me doing things the same way, even although I don't have to. So yeah. I think allowing that to be a process, allowing it to be yes. like this is a relearning. And is- that 
that word allowing took me such a long time to understand. Like I know it sounds a bit, bit funny, but just to let go and allow for that process rather than being hard on yourself, uh, which is a pattern that I fall back into every now and again too. Like it's I should be doing something that I'm, you know, or I should have learned that lesson, but it's like, oh, hang on a minute. I know enough and this is, you know, why Ready for Change is so powerful because it talks to you what's going on in your brain and how that process actually unfolds and how our brain is just there to support those habits and make things easier for us. But some some of the things that we've created for ourselves just haven't landed in a way. Like So it is that retraining and allowing it to be a process and allowing things to be as they are and just acknowledging this is where I'm at where I'm at is perfect, take the next step. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. So much judgment. Oh. So much. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. I think it's it's such a beautiful thing to when you when you start doing work like this that you can actually go, oh, oh I'm actually just constantly judging myself. And then you, you realise that all the self-talk is there and just you can start to be so much gentler on yourself and come from a place of compassion and, your whole life just starts to, you get the ebb and flow. You're not fighting at it for all. Like, it has to be perfect. It has to feel this way. It has to be, has to, has to, has to. You just get to be part of the natural flow of, of life and appreciate the good, or it's not good and bad, but just appreciate that things are up and down and in and out and ebb and flow and, yeah. yeah. And there's and you, no there's no final destination. No. The, the, the whole point is to be in it. Yeah. in the present way and that's, that's where choices might lie that's where we can self-reflect yeah. you know in the moment and like life is actually being lived in the present it's not yes. about this like if I do this do this do this do this then I'll have that yes. I mean I do, I do think that that's also what the last few years have really been mm-hmm. about for a lot of people too is like oh so that like that went you know, down the tube because I thought I was doing all the right things and yet forces outside my control actually have blown that up in smoke. And so what is the point then? The point yeah. is every single day, how you feel. Yeah. Every single day. And make the choices that. that support. Like, yeah. Right. How do, how do I want to feel today and what do I need to do to help support myself get that? Um, very sounds very simple, and we can actually <laughs> achieve it. It sounds so simple, but we and we tell ourselves all the time the reasons why it's not. But it can be if we choose yeah. the story. <laughs> Every day is rainbows and unicorns. Oh. Like it's just not about that. It's no. not about that. But I think yeah, the tools when you've got them mm. are so powerful to help you. In the moment, like, and that's what I think I say to people all the time, and I don't think that it really lands unless you've kind of been in the crew. Um, about you know, even when I did the feel good now challenge, and that's a little you know, people can go and buy that, but it's like it's not about life being perfect, it's actually like right now, if like if we keep on waiting, if we keep on thinking that there's there's certain things that have to fall into place in order for us to focus on what helps us feel good, you know, what lights us up. 
you know, what could pattern interrupt a whole day for your family? Like yesterday we went out and had waffles for breakfast just because, I don't know, it felt like a waffles for breakfast kind of morning because each day we can just be asking ourselves what might what might feel good like a simple walk just yeah. go for a walk for 15 minutes it can totally change your day that's uh, and those types of those things just to ask yourself on a daily basis given the state of where things are at in the world not not to mention the two years we've had with covid you know i can find myself getting overwhelmed at the thought of what's happening globally and I know that my nervous system starts to struggle and it's mm. up going, okay, what do I need? What is the, and the one thing, and you, you see it all the time in the posts that I do in, in our groups is I'm always on the beach. I'm always walking. Like mm. that, that is the thing that brings me back to base. So it's finding those simple things to go, even when you're in those moments, okay, what do I need to give myself right now? What will feel good for me? That's, that's the thing. And when we anchor into those things, you get back to being you so much mm-hmm. faster mm-hmm. rather than oh, if I just get this done or if I just do that, then I'll get to that place of happiness so much faster. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, it's in the moment. It's getting that. And we don't have to wait to ask face. ourselves that question. And it doesn't need to be a walk on the beach. You know, mm-hmm. Take your shoes off and stand on the grass and put your face in the sun and just be like, oh this moment right now taking a deep breath right <sighs> phoning a friend that phoning friend that's been yeah. on your mind that you haven't spoken to for a while just yeah picking up the, picking up the phone reaching out connecting yep like I don't know I I just feel like there's there's so many and we have to be we have to be kind of a little bit ruthless almost in searching for that stuff oh, at the moment 100%. and anchoring <laughs> in it because it is very easy to get carried away and I think in last week's episode um, with uh, Ali Young who's a chiropractor you haven't heard that yet that'll go to air next week it it was such a great she gave such a great explanation about our brains and our stress response and where our nervous Mm -hmm. systems are at and it just made so much sense for giving this um, well it just helped me accept a little bit more all the people I see around me how I'm trying to you know be okay and you know not trying to get triggered by all the things that I see but knowing that like literally paths have been rewired in our brain that our body remembers our body is going to our stress response a lot faster than usual so we really have to actually be actively working towards it um, at the moment and that it's okay it's you know we're going to be okay but reminding our bodies that we're safe doing all those sorts of things it's like yeah. at the moment it really feels like we're going back to basics we have to remember the basics of and taking care of ourselves I mean, not obviously the trauma that everyone has been through is not the great part but I think going back to basics is just such a beautiful way to remind ourselves that it doesn't have to be all big yes oh yeah you know, just so much just the simple, like back to, you know, you're always about the simple, the small steps, you know, yeah. there's just simple practices that create a bigger impact than you can realise in the moment. But when you start practising them, you're like, oh, this feels so good. Yeah. Like, and, and just doing those things that do feel good and bring you back to that present moment, you know. Oh, 
It's everything. It is. Oh, Carly, I know that there's going to be a lot of people who will have resonated with the things that you shared today. So, oh, <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's so you you represent. I mean, the reason I wanted to have a conversation with you and and why you're, you know, you bring such a um, such a great perspective to the groups is because you. I think you represent where a lot of women are at. And that is like, I want things for my life. I love achieving. I, I, I know I'm capable. I want these things, but I, I also really care about this stuff over here. And I'm constantly trying to figure out how to make all of that work. And I love how you navigate it with, I mean, from seeing you years ago with so mm. much more grace for yourself. <laughs> Um, you know, really, and but just to see, like, you've actually you've really created some massive changes in your life. Like, you sort of maybe because it's just happened and it's in your life, and you know, all of that kind of thing. But fundamentally, changing the relationship that you have with your children and how you show up for them, you work really, really hard to understand your patterning and conditioning in your marriage. And that is changing your, like, your love, your main love. Like, you are loving in new ways. That's pretty huge. Um, You have maintained your career, started a new project and business and stepped up in ways like, you know, in my communities where you felt scared every time you do something new and you freaking do it. And then you've moved your family out of Sydney and down to the most divine seaside town ever and completely shifted your lifestyle. I'm sorry, you might have just been like, oh, yeah, I guess I've done this and I've done that. But they are, they are four massive changes. And when you put it like that, it does it does sound really massive, but it has taken a number of years just to get here. But that's, um, but that's and, it's, and it's been, it? a, oh, my God, it's the best because it's felt, you know, and I know exactly what you mean when you said you've, you've seen me shift in big ways about how I have shown up over the years. <laughs> the grace, uh, building ease into all of this is oh. like I was fighting so hard for things and white knuckling is something we always used to say you know you can't force it all to happen and when I just took took my hands off the wheel that's when things started to shift and just being open and exploring totally different ways like my goodness Lisa we've we've explored some different areas haven't we like over the years moon circles oh. um, <laughs> um, you know different modalities I've never was never in this space had a kinesiology body talk all of those things that you become exposed to when you're in a space like this just you know being open to them has created such a, an amazing um opportunity just to learn more about what what feels good to you? I admire Why? your openness and the way that you will go down a path just to see what's just there for out. yourself. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's it, you. It's served you well, and now you get to serve other people also, which is a beautiful thing. That has been 
I mean, you gave me an opportunity to step into this space um, a couple of years ago and I was shit scared thinking I wasn't good enough. Why? Who am I to be doing this? And just the space of being able to open up and ask the questions and be available for other people has absolutely given me such a vibrant way to serve others. Um, it's given me more than you'll ever know. And that just being able to have conversations with women in the ways that we do. Mm. Uh, and you can see it in people and they just, the response that we get within the groups is just phenomenal because women are changing their lives. They are becoming leaders in their own lives and leading their families and creating ripple effects all over the place. There's so many amazing stories that mm. to be a part of that is just like more joy to me than you could ever know. Mm. So thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'll just go and have a little cry. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I I do. It, it's it is amazing. It's a gift for us to get to witness their oh, evolution, and yeah. so it's fun to be in it with you. So, thank you, Carly, for sharing on the podcast. Thank you so thanks much for, for having your me. Story. It's fun. And, it's, um, yeah. Thanks for relaying it and mirroring back to me what you. Oh, well, sometimes I'm so like, fun. you know, can we also. <clears throat> because well, we're always in our own stuff and we can't sometimes see it sometimes mm. we do need to point out that there's been some pretty big things and we should it's, also and it's celebrating yeah absolutely yes. and I've gotten so much better at celebrating myself but to when somebody else mirrors it at you like oh yeah, <laughs> there, there was actually some really big things in there there absolutely so, was yeah. you bloody legend <laughs> well the feeling is mutual Lisa. Thanks, Carly. Thanks, Lisa. Much love. Hey, if you want to learn exactly how to start moving through the stories that are keeping you stuck and you want to delve into these self-defeating thinking patterns that so many of us have, then I've got a free workshop that you can go and watch right now. In it, I, I highlight some of the main stories that I see women telling themselves that often lead women into a spiral of self-sabotage. You also learn how to let yourself off the hook a little bit more because when you understand how your brain is actually working to create this, then you feel a lot breezier about your life. Trust me. In this workshop, you'll also start moving towards the things that you want by the end. I absolutely promise you'll have a new perspective on your next step forward. And that can be in any area of your life where you feel stuck. I can't wait for you to go and check it out. It's totally free. The link is in the show notes. Enjoy. Hey, if you're enjoying the conversation, then it would mean the world to me if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. It really makes a difference and it's my intention to get as many of us involved in real conversations that really change the game as possible. Thanks so much for your help and I'll see you in the next episode.